Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale, and I thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, we're going to continue looking at First Timothy chapter six and dealing with uh, subjects we looked at the last couple of episodes, and I feel sort of like I did uh, this week in our, our local Bible studies. Uh, sometimes I feel like we keep emphasizing the same thing over and over, but it's because the Word emphasizes it over and over, and we see constantly and continually in just many different portions of the New Testament, even back in the Old Testament, uh, pressing forward to this day that there would be false teachers, that there would be false prophets, that there would be frauds, okay? That there would be those that would disagree with what Paul calls here sound words of, of doctrine. They conform to godliness. They conform to righteousness. And so it's not so much that we keep uh, hitting the same thing over and over. It's the fact that the Scripture does and warns us repeatedly. And in the context of what we've been looking at the last two or three episodes in the sixth chapter of First Timothy, we see that Paul is really encouraging Timothy to teach and preach these things, okay? To make sure that these principles are known. So let me read the first three, four verses we've already covered, well, really the first five verses, and then we'll continue on. Beginning with verse 2, 1 Timothy 6 says this, Those who have believers as their masters must not be disrespectful to them because they are brethren, but must serve them all the more because those who partake of the benefit are believers and beloved, Teach and preach these principles. Verse 3. If anyone advocates a different doctrine and does not agree with sound words, those of our Lord Jesus Christ, and with a doctrine conforming to godliness, he is conceited and understands nothing. But he has a morbid interest in controversial questions and disputes about words, out of which arise envy, strife, abusive language, evil suspicions, and constant friction between men of depraved mind and deprived of the truth who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. So that's the big thing I want us to see, that you have these people that advocate and teach a different doctrine. And they're described in great detail in various ways, but then the synopsis is that they bring forth friction between men of depraved mind and they're deprived of the truth. So a depraved mind and deprived of the truth who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. Folks, I, I reiterated over and over, this is rampant within the professing organizational church today. Well, Paul continues on in verse 6, and he says, But godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. And so he's encouraging the fact that, yes, we are to be godly, and the whole point is to live a godly life, but not be distracted by what the world considers to be gained, okay? The pursuit of stuff, the pursuit of power, that type of thing. And he said godliness is a great, great gain when accompanied by contentment. And you say, well, what does he mean by contentment? Is, is it just as simple as being content with what we have? <clears throat> well, basically, yes. The next verse actually gives us insight into that. You know, so often we read these verses and we pick up a verse here, a verse there, and we read them out of context and we don't understand what's being said. He says this, Godliness actually is a means of great gain when accompanied by contentment. For, verse 7, 
We have brought nothing into the world, so we cannot take anything out of it either. <laughs> oh, me. So he's actually saying this so point blank, folks. So point blank that you can't miss it. We haven't brought anything into the world. We're not going to take anything out of the world with us either. So why is it that we're seeking to pursue gain of stuff that we didn't have when we came and that we're not going to be able to take with us? Well, let's build more on the contentment. The next verse says this. If we have food and covering with these, we shall be content. If we have food and covering. I wonder what that covering means, okay? You know what covering means? It means covering. (laughs) It means to be covered. It's basically the idea of clothing, okay? So if we have food and clothing... With these, we shall be content. And we're going to see later on, you know, Paul is going to tell Timothy, hey, when you come and visit me, come quickly. And if you can, bring the cloak with me because winter's coming. He had like one garment that was a, a blanket cloak kind of thing. Had one, and it wasn't even where he was. It was several hundred miles away. If we have food and covering, with these, we shall be content. Folks, this is so convicting to us, okay? You know? That's what the problem is, that we're seeking godliness, but we're really seeking a different kind of godliness, and we're seeking a different kind of gain. No, we need to be content with what the Lord's granted to us. The food is granted to us. The covering is granted to us. Now, the last two verses. But those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a snare and many foolish and harmful desires which plunge men into ruin and destruction. Notice, he says, those who want to get rich, their goal, what they're, uh, what they're attaining to, what their idea of gain is, those who want to get rich, they fall into temptation, and they fall into snares, and they do many foolish things, they do harmful things, and it literally plunges men into ruin and destruction. The next verse, the last verse for the day, is a very commonly used verse, but now we understand the context so much better. Verse 10, for the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil, and some, by longing for it, have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Now, you've heard this misstated many times, that, the, that money is the root of all evil. That's not what it says. It says the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil. I know many, many people who are very wealthy and who are godly people. As a matter of fact, I would dare say that the poorest among us right now are wealthier than most of mankind has been through all of history. If for no other reason, you're sitting there listening to this on some device right now, okay? A computer, a tablet, a phone, whatever it may be. We are very, very wealthy. What he's saying is this. Those who love money... Okay, pursue it because that is their heart's desire. That is the root of all sorts of evil because that's idolatry. If you love money that way, then you don't love the Most High God. And because of that, some have wandered away from the faith. They truly were in the faith, but they got drawn away from it because of their love for money and because they got sidetracked by that. Uh, I could give you example after example after example related to that. But I think most of us, all we have to do really is just consider our lives and what we have experienced. The word here says that they pierced themselves with many griefs because of that. 
And there's really no reason to do it. If we will do what it said in verse 6, if we will be content with the godliness, with the great gain that comes about with godliness, and realize, the, here's the synopsis of everything we just seen. We didn't bring anything into the world. We're not going to take anything out. If we have food and we have clothing, let's be content with that. Let's don't get falling in that trap of getting rich and trying to get the bigger and better and all that kind of stuff because that will bring harm to us. It's a foolish pursuit. It'll ensnare us. It'll plunge us into ruin and destruction. And it'll lead you into where you're loving money more than you love the Most High God. And when you do that, all sorts of evil will arise. It's 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses, uh, let's say 6 through 10 right there. Before you recline upon your night bed, take this before the Lord and see what he has to say to you, okay? Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you later. Goodbye.